Hey everyone, welcome back to the BMX in our blood, episode 110. This one's pretty special. It's an impromptu podcast that, a little bit of a story, but I'll I'll keep it quick. I uh, was trying to get to our local track here, Foothills BMX in Torrington, Connecticut, for Roger Plaskett's last day of announcing. He is unfortunately ill, and uh, he announced that a week or two ago, I guess it was about two weeks ago, and was hoping this would be the last race that he would announce, so he wanted to be there for that, and uh, and it turned out that he he had some uh, some complications, and he uh, he's still with us, so uh, had the opportunity to to try to try to make a positive out of a negative situation and interviewed a bunch of people at the at the race and uh and just really had a had a nice time having people tell me their memories of of Roger and of course talking about a lot of the things that he's accomplished listen on and uh and I hope you enjoy it uh in the most positive way possible uh, because that is the the best way to look at this situation and remember Roger as an amazing BMX volunteer and as a lot of you know around the country an amazing announcer as well couldn't beat that duo of Linda Dorsey and Roger Plaskett uh, anyway enjoy uh, definitely want to give a, a shout out once again to Powers Bike Shop for sponsoring the podcast and a little sponsorship with uh, Old Bones Therapy as well. And you know what? I'm going to throw a little twist on this and say that All Things BMX, the podcast out of Michigan, Heartland, Michigan, uh, we'll say they're a sponsor of the show because I'm a sponsor of theirs. I don't know what we're trading besides good vibes, but we're, uh, yeah, we're doing... We're doing good vibe sponsors sponsorships between the two of us. So uh, thank you to their crew. I believe I'm on their show or will be on their show this coming Wednesday. But check that one out as well. It's available in audio form if you're driving on uh, through iTunes and on YouTube. That's a really fun one to watch on YouTube if you can because there's always a lot of graphics up uh, from the person that the, they're interviewing, and uh, they're just doing a great job just promoting BMX all around the uh, Midwest and beyond. So enjoy the episode. So be uh, grateful and thankful for the experiences we've had with Roger, and uh, absolutely send some some prayers his way right now and, and to his family as well. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Ten-year-old girls locked and loaded in the gate in event number 944, brought to you by Huffy Racing. Trina Ramsdell, Jennifer Kaiser, Jessica Painter, Rachel Smith, Ashley Recklow, and Amanda Amon.
He goes down. Who will it be? Holstead comes from the inside of Harold. Right, it's got to be California's Ashley Wrecking Crew Recklow. It is Recklow. Has the lead. Trina Ramsdow out of CT, the national deuce in the two spot. Recklow. Ramsdow's got her own problem moving up on the outside. Recklow. Ramsdow now trying to stretch it out to number four X. This is Rachel Smith in there for three. That is Thunder, it says on the back of her pants. Final turn action, though, this one belongs to Ashley Recklow out of the shaky state of California for Haro Racing. She will have it. Ramsdow for two and the four X from Ohio. Tim Brown, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jeff? Good. Doing That's the best good. we can on this day. I just wanted to take a minute and uh, get your thoughts about uh, Roger Plaskett and uh, just the involvement you've had with him. It's all those good things. Oh, Roger Roger has been a staple in our BMX world. I mean, Maya and I started racing about five years ago now, um, and he was a big part of the excitement and, and always here every Sunday at the track and lifting everybody up and giving everybody everybody the nicknames, uh, like myself, because I always raced in a flannel or button-down. I was Team Kmart. And, oh, that's funny. You know, he always supported the families out here and, and made it about fun and, and family time. Excellent. I love it. Did uh, did being part of the, the team, have, having raced here so often, make it easier for you to, to take on the role track director uh, with Roger as a kind of a, maybe a little push? Um. Yeah, Roger is definitely a big factor in that decision. Uh, and even though he was ultimately just the announcer nowadays, as he stepped away from everything else, he was still a, a driving factor in the decisions made at the track and making sure everything was run properly. And, and also being a almost a middleman between some issues that would come up. And, and yeah. A little bit of a mediator? Definitely a mediator. Yeah, much needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's around for a long time, so yeah. he's had to mediate a bit. <laughs> Uh, that's great, and thanks for uh, putting this on today. Last race of the season, big money open today. Yeah, last race of the season, and for the first time, we're actually going to do family races where mm -hmm. you know kids and parents will get to race against each other for bragging rights over the winter. Oh, and I think great. we're going to try to do that every spring and every fall, mm -hmm. just to give those families a little bit of added added fun in the race days, and especially on the last race of the year, and between the trunk or treat and costumes and money open, and yeah, it'll mm -hmm. be a good day. Awesome. Day. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. All right, I am here with Lynn Graves, and you're part of the Full Circle Bike Shop, right? Yes. Yeah. How long have you been? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long have you guys been coming here? Oh goodness, so our son is 14, and we've been coming here since he was seven years old. Yeah, already seven years. Oh, so a long time. Yeah. All right. So as I mentioned to you before we started recording, this a lot of this is about Roger Plaskett, and it's yeah. for his family as much as him. Yeah. And, uh, and for everybody, anybody that's spent any time at this track over the past, we'll say 25 years, but mm -hmm. as Tim Brown and I were just talking about, it really started 27 years ago because it took two years to get the track going. Yeah, so I'm sure. He's an amazing guy that stuck with it you know, right through, and not many people can say that. Right. So that's, anyway. That's a dedicated commitment. Um, having volunteered on a lot of committees in my town and on board of directors, I know what it takes to you know, operate organizations like this and provide services like this. And I can tell you our first race experience was a different track, closer to home. And I don't think my son would still be racing if that had been our only experience. This place was instantly special to us. 
Um, I will say our son Jonah at seven had a terrible fall. We call it broken arm berm. Oh boy. <laughs> and we, uh, he had a long recovery, which involved PT and later breaking it again and fixing uh -huh. it again. It was really traumatic. Um, and we received a package in the mail from Foothills, and I'm pretty confident I have Roger to thank for that. But it was a get well card, and it was a t-shirt. And honestly, we, I think we'd only been at the track a handful of times. That was so powerful to me that he wasn't just a number, and mm -hmm. that someone was paying attention. Um, and it brought us back year after year. He gave Jonah his nickname, The Undertaker, which oh, is boy. stuck, and we enjoy hearing it at the Grands and every other racetrack. Mm -hmm. And when Jonah moved up into Expert, that happened actually at an, an, another track I will not mention. Uh -huh, right. <laughs> and there was no acknowledgement when he crossed uh -huh. the finish line. And I remember when he came here and he crossed the finish line, there it was. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just those details. Um, that's yep. the difference we'll of reta retention, I really think, mm. for riders. Absolutely. And for creating a whole community, not just an individualistic experience. So I'm, I'm so grateful. I mean, we just feel like we've met BMX families that will last long beyond, beyond our life with BMX. That's, Truly. That's well said. Oh. And, and, and I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen that, those, those kind of, uh, say, uh, just acknowledgments and just making sure that that people aren't uh, that people come back, mm -hmm. you know, because some of these situations can be traumatic for, sure. for kids. So very, I think very much so. Roger and I, I'm I'm sure people that uh, that are part of the part of the board right now. Uh, I'm sure they took some notes from from things that they've they've seen him do. Mm -hmm. So that I think that's being emulated still today. So that's that's, that's great. awesome. Yeah. It really is. Um, gosh, there was another thing I wanted to share, yeah. and I'm, I'm suddenly drawing a blank. So the Roger story. Was that so? So how long have you guys been bringing the trailer? This is new for us. Gosh, this is terrible. I think it was just last year. Mm -hmm. It's only been two years. Yeah. Right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, I love it. I think it's great. It's not every track has one, right? No, I mean, no. They don't, they don't go to all four tracks. Yes, no. Um, they don't. And. Mm -hmm. Jason loves it. My husband's been a BMX, more of a street rider, mm -hmm. you know. He never got into racing. He was a motocross racer and, as a teenager. But yeah. um, this is just, he's like the Pied Piper of teenage boys. So they yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> 14 years we've been in business. And mm -hmm. his focus has always been BMX. That's sure. what he really wanted it to be. But, mm -hmm. you know, in a market like this, we have to be a little broader to, to make a living yeah. in the bike world. So. Yeah. Um, it's so great to be here and to have slowly developed our own race team, mm -hmm. which, um, you know, this place has always been so supportive of. So yeah. I've learned a lot as I go. And I honestly, I just can't say enough. I've, I remember the first day I got on the Facebook page, I made sure to write a review right away. Mm -hmm. It was such a stark contrast yeah, from yeah. an experience somewhere else. Right. You're buttoned up, things start on time. You know, people dedicate so much time to travel sure. to this. It's so important. And I can't tell you how many times we've been sitting 45 minutes waiting for a race to start yeah, on a yeah. Friday night, you know, and your kids right. are tired. And right, and right. I feel like it's a risk when kids are tired for late racing and they're not on time. So we've yeah. just, this has become our home track and we're mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. So yeah. I see awesome. a lot of that. I realize we're some, somewhat of a border town slash yeah. city here. Uh, 
but you could be a border town and still not get the attendance if you, if you don't have the right combination. Yeah. So this is definitely a result of what everyone's doing right, and Roger's mm -hmm. a big part of it. Which oh yeah. reminds me of what I want to say. Oh, so sure. Roger Go for it. taking those amazing pictures. Oh a, yeah, weekly, right? Yes. I'm a photographer and mm -hmm. I know how hard it is to document an event and feel mm -hmm. like you're capturing everybody. Right. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. So people look forward to that and the race reports. They do, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I could go on and on. Yeah, <laughs> Those the are race amazing. reports you create anyone can go on foothillsbmx.com and, and check out the past past race reports. It's all there. I mean it's for amazing. years. For it's years, amazing. Right? Yeah. That digital archive is mm -hmm. so cool. Um, yeah. And I, again, I know what goes into editing photos as a photographer, mm -hmm. so sure, it's not just the time here he's taking these pictures, but mm -hmm. when he goes home, the work continues, and the writing, forget it, I couldn't I even. know, then he has to go through moto <laughs> sheets and all, so yeah, he, it's, it's amazing, the effort that he, that he put in, and uh, so anyway. So, I, so yeah. grateful to have met him, known mm -hmm. him, rallying for him, and um, yeah, we just, we love him. Mm. Good people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. I'm here with Matt Dallas. Hey, guys. My, my Wednesday night date every <laughs> every Wednesday down at Bethel here at Foothills. And uh, I just want to talk a little Roger Plaskett with you and any memories you have of him and how awesome of a job he's done here at, at Foothills. Oh, Roger is just a true legend of the sport, not just in Connecticut where he has helped the sport grow immensely. He is uh, really a legend uh, across the country. And uh, riders from all over know Roger. And I grew up uh, in every national that I went to back in the 80s and the early 90s. Roger was the announcer there, often paired with his sidekick, Linda Dorsey, another one of America's sweetheart's favorite announcers. And when those two were on the mic, uh, it was just, uh, the, the race was alive and electric and it was, everyone was cracking up and the crowd was so into it. They could command a crowd like, like no one ever since. And uh, we all kind of came here today for Roger and, uh, and, and wow, do we uh, wish him well and we're praying for him. Awesome, thank you. And I'm glad you brought up the national announcing because the past couple of people I've talked to were talking local. He's done so much locally, it's amazing. You 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 actually could forget about the national announcing, but man, he had 120, 200% of both. He was just, uh, just, I don't know, hard hard worker. And, and uh, like you said, man, that voice kind of brings you back, you know, with Linda also. Absolutely. You know, what Roger did here, he really kind of pioneered the art of of creating a scene and local racing and building that community and uh, I think we've kind of copied from his playbook at Bethel and at, at many other tracks around the country um, you if you go on the Foothills BMX website you will you can go back many many years uh, there is a history and a race report written by Roger himself and he mentions every single rider that came to the race that day gives a summary of each race and includes a photo of every rider. It is truly remarkable uh, that he puts the time and effort and thoughtfulness into each and every race. It goes to show where his heart is. And that is really what built 
a, a huge community in Connecticut around the BMX scene is because people, you know, really rallied around that, gathered around that. And, you know, the Sunday race day was always super fun, but then Monday reading the race report was, was <laughs> and seeing the photos was just as good. Right. And, and we have Roger to thank for that. Oh, absolutely. Such a hard worker. And pictures, too. He, he took pictures. He takes pictures every you know practice and then he switches over to the mic right absolutely so the pictures too and that's something you do very well with steve klusik down in uh, at bethel and and now more and more people are getting into it which is which is really nice because riders love that so roger did a great job with that too so uh anyway i appreciate it matt and uh you're heading down to uh the bethel banquet in a little bit yes we have our awards picnic for bethel supercross this afternoon and despite covid and a very late start to the season we didn't start racing until july 15th we still have over 100 riders that are getting annual awards and did more than seven races and we're pretty proud that we were able to put together a a really good season we averaged about 40 motos our race last week our halloween race had 49 motos for a single point race and so and many of our young novice classes which is really where we've been focusing have had semis this year joe semis in like five and under six and seven novice so it's Mm. awesome that bmx is back uh thriving in connecticut and the Mm -hmm. kids are getting stoked on it again and that's that's what i love to see oh absolutely and mike savage and i were watching mains before ours came up on wednesday i saw two mains in a row full gate that's awesome full gate mains and the kids look to be about 10 11 11 12 something like that Uh, it was amazing it's so great bmx is back yeah absolutely thanks a lot matt okay joe All right, I'm here with I'm here with Hunter Ziner, and uh, <laughs> we're here to uh, we're at the last race of the year. He's about to rack up for the uh, money open. I just want to get a couple words from me about Roger Plaskett and what he means to you. Yeah, Roger means everything to me. Roger got me into this sport. We came uh, to Foothills BMX after getting a coupon from Bikers Edge in the in my brother's backpack from school. Showed up to Foothills. And it just looked like chaos to us because we knew nothing about it. And uh, Roger took us in, announced every lap that I had, probably from 4 to 10. And then I went nationally and got to Louisville as nervous as I could be, more than I could even imagine. And there, announce, uh, there Roger was announcing the oh, same laps as uh, at Grands in uh, Louisville, probably 2010. It was amazing. And did that actually calm you down? Yeah, for sure. Because no it was way. the same. It was the same announcer as my hometown track, as my top national yeah. Grands. That is wild. Yeah, I it, never, was, it was wild. I never thought a voice in this situation with with racing, you know, competitive racing, that hearing a voice would calm someone down. Yeah, I think I think he was doing the gate cadence at the time too, and that even like helps a little bit. Yeah. But Right. Yeah, just Roger was just the man to me. He was everything. He took every picture that I like had from four to ten. Like right. he, he taught me. Uh, he always takes the pictures from the front so he can see the number plate so he can identify them. Like I always thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Roger's everything. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, have fun out there. Thank you. Beat the people that should be beat. Yeah. In the rest happens the way it happens yeah, I'll, Let I'll, it go. I'll be trying from behind <laughs> all right thanks buddy thank you okay i'm here with Flo. actually it's not Flo, but you do look exactly like Flo <laughs> from progressive insurance because that's your costume for today right so uh let me get your name marianne the... thank you marianne so 
Uh, just give me whatever, uh, whatever you want to talk about related to Roger Plaskett because he's a humongous part of this track. This track wouldn't be here without him. Um, and he kept it going steady for 25 years so far, right? So, uh, so yeah, what, any, we, anything you'd like to say about that? Oh, everything about it. We started BMX here at Foothills 15 years ago. And Roger, we had no idea what was going on. We got here, Roger talked us through the whole thing. When we think BMX, we think Roger. I mean, they're connected. He told us about Ohio, the Christmas classic. We had to go to that. <laughs> Every little tip he could give us, get, you know, the elevator's a half hour long. Make sure you stand the right. Roger is BMX, and he has given us, my boys and, and myself, um, every nickname we've had. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this is Marianne, but Roger called me all through the MBL Ginger, and <laughs> now I'm Team Rubbermaid, and every picture we have framed in our house has been taken of Roger. By Roger he, there? Yeah. He, he is BMX to us. Mm -hmm. We haven't broke it to Hunter yet that that's not Roger's voice on the gate drop because he still thinks it is. Uh, the greatest thing was uh, my two sons, Jonathan and Hunter Tyner and myself, all three of us were in Louisville, Kentucky at the Grands and Roger was the announcer, which was amazing. We love Roger. We love Roger so much. And um, he is BMX. Yeah. And he's family, and mm -hmm. he is the funniest guy, and I almost fall off my bike every time he announces when I race. <laughs> That's great. Some, some, I always thought everything he said was funny, Roger. I'm sorry he got in trouble one time in, in um, Woodward <laughs> for uh, an announcement about my uh, chest protector. Oh, uh, man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was great. Oh, it's man. always great. Love you, Roger. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You good? All right. Naomi was supposed to have it. All right, here we go. It's Marissa, right? Yes. So I'm here with Marissa Lyman. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing a bunch of recordings, uh, just sharing stories about Roger Plaskett. And uh, I think you have a really nice one from recently. Yeah. You can go ahead and tell that story. So, um, we were down in Ohio in Akron, and Saturday, because um, I didn't race Friday, Saturday I raced, and I was asked, who are you racing for this week? And I said I wasn't just racing for myself, I said I was racing for Roger, and the Gold Cup was going to be for Roger anyways. Um, so I raced Saturday, got first, and then raced Sunday, and I got first, and then I brought home my trophy and gave it to him. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's, that's really, really nice. So, uh, so he is sick. We, mm -hmm. we, we've all kind of talked about that. Yeah. We're trying not to, uh, talk too much about the illness, but you knowing that he was ill prompted that random act of kindness, but not totally, it's not random, random, but that, let's just call it that act of kindness. And it looked like it meant a lot to him when, in the pictures that I saw. So it was really nice of you to do that. Um, any quick stories through the years of coming here? 
Well, ever since I really started coming here, there was already, he was the only, like, he was the one person that stood out to me the whole time. Like, every single time we ray, I raced, he would say my nickname, Movie Star. And I actually got my nickname when I started racing. And it just meant, like, that little tiny little act of kindness was, like, always really cool to me. Mm-hmm. And then I loved, like, his race reports because he was always very funny in this tower. Oh, yeah. And then when he took the photos, it was always, like, the best photos that I've, like, seen. So mm-hmm. I was, like... It's always really fun to see those pictures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really psyched that you did that for him with your Gold Cup win. And uh, and how long have you known him now? I've known him ever since I started racing here. I don't know the exact year. I think it was like 2017, 2016, maybe even when you earlier. Started yeah. Um, when I started racing was in 2011. Gotcha. So I knew him. Because we came here one Sunday because we were told that this track was pretty cool. So we came down and we check it out. And it was actually a really fun track altogether. Yeah. So we come here every Sunday. Uh-huh. And it's just like a routine thing now. And so it's sure. like Sunday fun day. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Thanks for sharing that story. Yeah. All right. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, Roger. Ben Atchison here. Hoping you're able to listen to this podcast. Joe, thanks for uh, giving everybody an outlet on the BMX in our blood to share our uh, feelings and um, express how much I think uh, anybody who's ever has uh, known Roger just express their gratitude for him. He... uh, made it beat the dude was is awesome on the mic he just could take any race and just spice it up and could turn everybody's head towards the track i don't care if it was an 18 and over expert main event or uh five and under rookie he knew how to spice it up you know not only was he uh the voice um, at the races, you could hear for for days after a race, just uh, the excitement. Also went out, put the suit and tie on, went to all the town meetings needed to promote BMX and um, get sponsors for the tracks, for different races, for events, for anything. Uh, involved in BMX, you know, this dude had BMX in his blood for sure, even if he, um, may have only rode a BMX bike a few times. The passion was unreal. Yeah, he always had the, the best music playing, the best edgy comments, uh, while announcing every, every kid had a nickname. Uh, I can't remember if I ever had one, um, probably nothing he could say over the mic started one of the one of the most fun money open series Um, everybody always loved to watch those Uh, I think I even won one back in I don't even know 2001 maybe I might have won it got lucky beating Nick St. Lawrence um his rider of the week still still running strong today that's uh just always fun get the kids excited 
There's probably a lot more I could say if I wasn't under pressure being recorded. But um just want to just want to thank you Roger for for everything you've done for for me, my family, and just BMX as a whole, BMX family. It certainly would not be where it is without you. That's 100% fact. I know you're going through probably the toughest time right now and just want you to know that uh, everybody's here rooting for you, man. So um, that's it. Hope to see you soon. All right, here we go. I don't know what number of person I'm on, but I'm here with Alan Courier. That's all that matters right at the moment. So, Alan, hello. Thank you for uh, agreeing to be recorded. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate and, it. Sure. So you've uh, you've been around a bit like me. So um, do you have any Roger Plaskett uh, stories hmm. or just comments about him, whatever you, whatever you feel? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have a childhood BMX memory that doesn't include Roger Plaskett um, growing up. You know, I got into racing when I was seven years old, six years old. Roger was the voice of Connecticut BMX. I mean, he was Connecticut BMX. Everybody knew Roger. So um, as I got older, obviously Roger became family, uh, like most of the BMX family does. He became yeah. part of it. Um, he was someone you look forward to seeing every week, talking to, catching up with. My parents loved talking to him. Um, he was family. So um, <clears throat> as I got older, going to nationals, um, recent expert, even pro and stuff like that, uh, Roger also announced at all these nationals. So it's one of those things where it was, you go to a big race and you're a little nervous, but then you hear a familiar voice and it was Roger on the microphone. And no better feeling than getting up in the gate and having Roger announce your name at your first you know, pro race, wherever the case may be. Um, no better feeling. So mm-hmm. like I said, uh, my, my childhood growing up in BMX does not exist without Roger and everything that he, he did for the sport. Um, he's one of the best people I think I've ever met in my life. So, um, great guy. Just, yeah. Everything about him and everything he did for the sport, you just, no one like him at right. all. So, right. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Oh, it's awesome. Now, you're the, the second person now that has said that his voice actually <clears throat> kind of helped calm you, kind of made, oh, yeah. made you feel at home. Yeah. yeah. And I believe, uh, I believe it was Hunter. I'll, I'll probably make the mistake. Maybe it wasn't Hunter. Zyner, uh, I think he went to the Grands when you're at Louisville. Same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heard his voice and he's like, it was one Deep of those things where if he did not announce your moto, you were disappointed. You wanted him to announce your name and your yeah. moto because he was one of the best to ever do it. So, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, like I said, you have all this pressure going on racing the big race. Yeah. There's one less thing you got to worry about. Hey, at least I know the announcer. And he's someone I'm listening to on the track and everything else. Yeah. It definitely puts you at ease. So, um, I always one of those to you look forward to every single weekend, yeah. you know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I same went same went here. I mean, you, yeah. you you knew he although he he stayed impartial as he possibly could nationally. Oh yeah, he was happy to see Connecticut people up there yeah, and doing well. And of yeah. course, Presidents Cup that was the big one. Oh, that it was huge. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, just even just the way he did things. I mean, every race he announced, even if it was a local at, at Torrington, uh, mm. it felt like a national. He brought the yeah. same enthusiasm every single time he was on right. the microphone. Um, and you know, it's just. It's one of those things, like I said, it just does not exist. My my childhood would not have been the same if it wasn't for him. You know, he just did so much for me in the sport and everything else. So, so I'm going to ask you. I feel like you having that kind of influence has maybe helped you pay forward a bit, which <clears throat> brings me into just a quick 
you know, observation from seeing you at Bethel a couple Wednesdays ago. And you, you, you were there for the kids, obviously, right. but, uh, and then shooting radar down the right. first street. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Matt Dallas was the fastest <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's getting old, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I recorded him earlier. He was so, moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he had, what, 24? Yeah, I think just over 24. So, I yeah. gave him 25 yeah. on what I posted. Just being generous. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, he's like, oh, I think I only went like 24.2. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yep. big difference. Yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you for doing that. No, and, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And I a guy it. like Roger, it sounds like could right. could have influenced thought like that of wanting to help yeah i mean like i said you looked at you know i i knew his his kids as well greg and, and dan, dan and all that and sure uh, you know just even when they really stopped riding and kind of got out of it he was still showing up every week and yeah. putting effort it's this is sport we all love mm-hmm. so he kind of uh set the example of what it means to be a volunteer and to give something to a sport that we love so much so mm-hmm. um you like i said i mean he's the prime example of a uh an ambassador for the sport and uh you know a spokesperson and everything yeah. that comes along with just being a, a good person mm-hmm. in the sport of bmx mm-hmm. um he, he prime example so yeah absolutely follow his lead you know, I wish I could do half as much as he did for the yeah. sport, but I don't think I'll ever come close. Right, right. So, you know, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's gonna be—he's uh, gonna be a tough act to follow, that's for sure. Oh but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, ho- hopefully, he's gonna be able to hear this, and uh, and you know, we all wish him the best. But thanks absolutely. for sharing your memories. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the opportunity too. Without uh, a doubt. So. Absolutely, my pleasure. Cool. Definitely. All right. Yep. We'll see Sounds you soon. Good. Thanks. All right, I'm here with Chris Gamos from Trumbull, Trumbull Track, and uh, he's up here. You're watching today, right? You're not racing. Yeah, watching? I just watch. I know. It's, uh, I haven't racing up yet this year. Gotcha. A little too banged up. Well, not to mention your back <laughs> is probably killing you from working on the track so much. Oh yeah, yeah. But sure. um, worth every anyway, minute of it. Yeah. Any? Uh, so we're we're talking about everything that Roger Plaskett's done for the BMX community in Connecticut, especially and nationally. But uh, just wanted to get a couple words from you, Chris. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Roger. I mean, he's he's the glue of Connecticut BMX. Like everything, everything about it. You got a question, you ask Roger. You know, it was great coming back as a, you know, back into BMX and then coming back to be a track operator. It was great just to pick Roger's brain about what's going on and just, uh, yeah, you can't say what a, can't say enough about the guy. I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't really had anybody involved in racing in his family in years. He's still out here every week announcing, yeah. loves it, and everybody loves him. I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't love Roger? And his his career as a Nationals announcer, sure. talking to old friends from back in the day, like, oh, yeah, you heard Roger's voice announce your name, and he's like, that was something special. Yeah. And now, now to hear yeah. him locally, it's great. It's yeah. unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Close out on that. I hope to see you soon. Trumbull's running until... We got the last blast scheduled... Till uh, December twelfth, okay. and uh, you know we'll go till the weather makes us quit, and we'll start as soon as we can next year. Perfect. I'll keep an eye on that. I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon then. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Talk Thanks, buddy. See you, Chris. All right. All right. Mark Real. So you say it right, Real? Reali. Oh, Reali. All right. Give me two more years. I'll get it straight. That's okay. So, uh, you, how long have you been in it? So we've been coming here since RJ was seven or eight. And RJ's 14 now, so you yeah. can do the math on that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so seven years you've been coming to here, and you live closer Trump, to Trumbull, Trumbull, right? but we hit Bethel. We hit yeah. Torrington a lot. Right. Fondest memory of 
Roger is calling RJ's race when RJ beat Trevor Cooper, which was Trevor being the track champion. Oh, yeah. RJ beat him. And RJ, you'd think, you'd think uh, the way Roger called it, RJ was a world champion for, for beating Trevor. I actually felt bad the way he called it. For I felt bad for Trevor. Right, <laughs> he just right. tore into him. And the other, the other funny one was when Andrew McConney beat Johnny Tomboli. He called Mark... Andrew Marconi the whole time ah. and that name still sticks to him today we call Andrew Marconi every time we see him oh that's funny that is funny well did you uh, for the seven years prior to now did you were you doing most of the tracks in Connecticut or were you staying close to Trumbull for a bit uh, we've, once we got into involved in BMX uh, seven years ago we've been traveling oh good we've been hitting all the Connecticut tracks so you've experienced plenty of rides around his, at his home track. Oh, yeah. As Every time well we him, we love the, the, the pictures he does oh, every week yeah. and the write-ups every week. I look forward to reading those all the time, Yeah. even when I'm not in the race. Right, right. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank and you. I'll see you uh, I'll see you at Trumbull soon. Great. Maybe Bethel Wednesday for their last one, their last race. I should be there. All right, excellent. All right, thanks. Thank you, Mark. I hope that was all right, I'm here with Matt Markey, and this is a big deal because Matt has been around here since I was ages ago when we first opened it. Yeah, ni- 95. We got that picture of you on the mini, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 1995, yeah. sand first turn. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, opening day. You were, yeah. probably, you were yep. here then. Yeah. I think that's why I have the picture of you. We came, it was we came here a couple times even during the building in 94. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Remember all the trees we had to take down? <laughs> yeah. The drop-off after turn three? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those were, those were really good times. I'm, I'm psyched you were there for those, and you can remember it, because you were probably like eight, maybe? Uh, eight, nine years old, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I'm recording people that... Uh, that know Roger, and you definitely do, because you've been here for the, the 25 years this place has been up and running. Yeah, and I knew Roger before at Bristol Thunder. Or yeah, Thunder, Thunder Alley. Yeah, Thunder Alley. It's Savage Mountain. Savage Mountain, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, he he worked hard on that track, too. Yeah, he was the announcer there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, just uh, some some quick thoughts on, uh, on Roger. He's not doing very well, but we uh, I just want... I want to get as many recordings as I can and just good memories. Yeah, I mean, it's a terrible thing that's happened to Roger. Uh, Roger's been a family friend forever. Uh, I met him July 9th in 1991. Uh, 29 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, he called my daughter's first moto just three three weeks ago oh, nice. on her Striders. She's only 16 months. Oh, my gosh. So that was, that was really important to me. Um, he also called my wife and I as a couple in our wedding, which was, he announced the whole wedding party as like it was a race. Like coming down the first straightaway. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Like it was, wow. yeah. And, you know, Roger's always been at the track. He's been the biggest advocate of BMX since I've been around. You know, yeah. I remember his son probably stopped racing, I would say, 98, 99, around that time. And, Greg, right? Yeah. And yeah. he hasn't come. You know, none of his family's really raced, and right. yet he's still been here every week. Yeah. You know, that just yeah. shows how much he cares about families and the people that are around the track, mm-hmm. you know. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah. I mean, everybody here has had a, a interaction with Roger that they remember, you know, no matter what it is, whether their kid was called for 
um, rider of the week or you know called for an award or anything yeah Roger's always been that person you know so um, yeah. it's a sad thing I, I mean it, it affects our family big time you know um, mm-hmm. my mom and my dad we've always seen him at every race we go to you know so it's a different kind of atmosphere you know yeah. uh, myself I used to come to the race and I would live off his voice you know it kind of yeah. got me amped up ready to race yeah it's gonna be different you know yeah. but no, we'll take it day by day and right right hope for the best for Roger though you know and yeah yeah yes yeah. he um, he's just got such a legacy that just covers so much it's it's amazing but yeah, yeah at this track in particular yeah the effort that he put in you know, like you said, race reports, pictures, everything. It's just uh, yeah. I mean, from '98 to 2008, he basically ran the track by himself. He'd be here with a, a wheelbarrow and a shovel, working on things. Trying to make me feel guilty. You trying to make me feel guilty because I was a dry guy at Torrington. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. We, we built it all that, that you mentioned, Greg and, yeah. and, Tom, Johnson and Tom Johnson and, and myself and. Uh, Cavelli, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all those families were were involved. Yeah. And, but as I've said, and I'll, I'll say it again on your part of it, I've said earlier on other interviews uh, today. He he towed the line, just like you said. That ten year period, he he pulled it himself. Yeah. Where a lot of us went off and did our own thing, and and so we got it started. And never once did I feel like he begrudgingly kept us going. He yeah. loved it. Yeah, no, he really loved he it. He did, which is awesome because I can tell you, if it was up to just the age that we were, the, the you know Tom, myself, yeah. and Greg, and, and there were others too. I the, we you were, guys were we just were starting families three. too, though at that time, you know. So yeah, pretty much like right at yeah yeah right after. So it's uh it's just me. He does. Re- he just worked so hard on growing this track. I just want to say one quick thing because you may be aware of it too. He pounded away at the schools like oh. nobody I have ever seen. And so. he, he that's his, that's still his motto to this day is mm-hmm. to try to get into the store, the schools. Yeah, just get I the mean, flyer in, he, the, in the folder, you know? He used to send out, he, I think he told me, 10,000 flyers to all the schools in the Litchfield County area. Nice. Yeah. That's huge advocation, you know, like... Gosh, yeah, and that takes time. Yeah. Man. It, it's... Technology yeah. has kind of taken that away. Like, sure. a lot of schools are paperless now, so, yeah. you know, handing out a flyer doesn't really yeah. do much. Right. But there, there's other ways around it that we yeah. just have to figure out now, you know? Yeah, and they didn't... Uh... And I really hope that Torrington can carry his legacy, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of the time that Torrington's open. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and we all we know we all know he can't be replaced, but we'll no. do, we'll do our best job at yeah. trying to emulate everything he did. Yeah, not so, not uh, fill his shoes, but what well, you know. Yeah, he's uh, as I talked about earlier. He's a he's he's a role model for some of these kids, and they may take that lead. Yeah, you know, they they may help people make that decision to volunteer. Yeah, and you know, even though there's such a huge age gap with him with other riders and stuff like that. They yeah. still look at him as a friend, you know, like right. they come to the track and they, the first person they say hi to is Roger, you know, so yeah. it's, yeah. you know. Absolutely. That's awesome, Matt. I appreciate it. And, uh, oh, anytime. On a, on another happier note, we talk about a lot of positive stuff. Uh, can you go win some money? Oh, I'm going to try. All right. We're going to give it our all. If you win, we're all going for pizza we'll go- or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dinner's like on right, me. Right from here. Dinner's on me. Okay. Now nah, keep the money with <laughs> keep the money for the family, buddy. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. No problem. Talk to you soon. Yeah. 
All right. Should I call you Sister Lyman? You could. All right. So I'm here with Sister Lyman. We're in the confessioner, the confessioner booth, which is the yeah yeah. We're in the the which is the back wall of the registration booth. This can't be the only time there's been confessions at this bleachers at this no, set of bleachers. Not. Right. So, um, could you tell me your position at the track and how long you've been in that position? So, I've been the track secretary at Foothills for, I believe it's been five years, going on six years. Um, Todd brought me in here and asked me if it was something I was interested in. And I just ran with it and said absolutely. And my kids love BMX. They love Foothills. So, I thought, why not volunteer? Mm. So... Thank goodness you did. Yeah, I, I love it. I Every Sunday we're here. Yeah. <laughs> every Sunday we're here um, with my husband here at the track, mm-hmm. you know, operating the track now. We're, we're here sometimes, especially in the beginning of the summer, I would mm-hmm. say four to five days a week. Wow. Getting the track ready for racing season. Yeah. And then during the summer as we're maintaining the track, we're here two to three days a week. Wow. So this is a huge part of our lives. Yeah, Absolutely. So how many years did you race here before you became a volunteer? So we started right as NBL was um, coming out. Oh, uh, yeah, but I would say, yeah, when they merged with mm-hmm. ABA. So the very first year, I believe it was 2010, mm-hmm. um, that was the first time we've ever, we ever came here. We, we started at um, Whip City, and then mm-hmm. um, we heard about this awesome track in Connecticut that we had to go check out on Sundays. and. And that's what we did. We came here. Um, I think Todd Pfeffer was the track operator at the time, and um, Roger Plaskett was the announcer in the tower. And mm-hmm. it was that first race that just hooked us. It, they just hooked us up to Foothills. Um, I remember going home from the race, and I just thought, what an awesome experience. And then that following Monday, someone had sent me something online and said, you got to check this out. Of course, I didn't. I never had experienced anything like it before, mm-hmm. and it was. I guess Roger Plaskett did a race report. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Um, and it was it was wild for me because I'm reading this race report, and he's talking about both of my kids racing, and I'm like, oh my god, my kids are famous. This is awesome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They're online that you can. Right. I'm, I'm sharing it with all my friends. I'm sharing it with my sister, uh-huh. my parents. I'm like, this is great. My kids look at their pictures. And then you know they're in the write-ups, and yeah. um, so it was. It was a that was our first experience at Foothills, and it, mm-hmm. it was a lasting experience, and that's what's brought us back here mm-hmm. every Sunday. Do you uh, would you say that Roger had an influence in your decision to take that role? Absolutely, absolutely. I think Roger's influenced a lot of our decisions here at Foothills, and mm-hmm. I think he's played a huge role in even my own kids as far as racing and striving to do better mm-hmm. um, and I know that when Jason took over Foothills two years ago his his mission mm-hmm. um, his goal was to get the track back um, to where it was in its glory days when when sure. Roger was running it and I think this year um, maybe it's COVID related you know you never know but mm-hmm. I think this year he's really done an amazing job to to bring it back to where it was yeah, yeah absolutely years ago yeah, it's fun. It's a it's lot a, of fun. It, it's, it's fun, and, uh, you know, dynamics change all the time, as you know, with different people on boards, and it seems like you guys have it 
have it pretty good. We um, we do, and I I like our I like our board. I mean, as mm -hmm. much as I'd like to say you don't you don't want a back and forth board that's not agreeable. Um, sure. But you know what? I think that's what's really made Foothills awesome this year. We have some really strong people who are on the board and. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody has a different opinion, and it's sure. it's good to have different opinions because I feel like it makes us more co it makes us look at what other things we need to do. Sure. You know, if I have an opinion or if someone else has an opinion, it's like how do we make this better? Mm -hmm. um, and then people are allowed to agree with each other, and right. that's where we get to this result, though that it's it's an awesome track. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I had some situations like that. I was only a track director for a year <laughs> after we got the track open, but I remembered very well talking to Roger because we, me, me and my friends, we were in our early 20s, mid-20s, we made it very aggressive. The track was very aggressive, and, and Roger was able to see the whole picture, whereas we were very narrow-minded. We wanted right. this track that was tough and fun, like, you know, it's... It, but in a in a way that did not serve all ages right. so it, it was roger that said hey you know we got to cover a range of riders or if you want to call them i don't I, i'm going to call them customers but not in a, not in any way but saying you need to treat all your customers the best you possibly can right so that's yeah. that's why i say that but um real quick uh jason's your husband yes and he's the track director yes gotcha um, yeah. So yeah, any any thoughts or memories you have about uh, Roger that really stick out? And if you're about to say oh something God. else, you can go to that. There's so many memories. I there isn't just one in particular that I could um, say. You know that it just everything I say every Sunday is a memory. I mean, every Sunday sticks out to me. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing I'd say for the last two years since Jason's been the track operator, I've kind of made it my mission to, to pick Roger's brain um, and, and just kind of soak up all the information I possibly can about mm -hmm. BMX and, and the history of both Foothills and, and you know, ABA, NBL, USA BMX, just mm -hmm. trying to, you know, soak it all in just so. And it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. And thank God he has that history on the website. <laughs> he does. About this track. And, you know, there's, yeah, he documented very, very well. That's, that's something yeah. we, that's resonated with a lot of the riders that I've interviewed today. Is, right. Is, yeah, well, actually, we've always, yeah, we've always valued his opinion. And it's so important that we, we made this the best place you could possibly come mm -hmm. on Sundays. Yeah. Well, I had a great time today. You guys are definitely doing a great job. And, <laughs> Thank you. And uh, turning positives, uh, I'm sorry, negatives into positives today is, is difficult, but uh, it's a nice chance to remember the, the great things that he did. And um, and this is just locally. Right. You know, yes, we won't yeah. get into the national no. part, but, <laughs> but we did, I, a lot of us, a lot of other, other uh, yes. quick ones I did today, I talked national. So announcing and all that i will tell you one thing and, and maybe uh you could expand on it uh, a lot of people talked about hearing his voice and how it calmed them so say yeah. they were at the grands in louisville back when it was nbl um or anywhere that he happened to be racing let's say before the merge because i don't think he was able to announce right uh because of whatever choices usa bmx made which is fine you know i'm sure i'm sure it hurt him a bit because he was a very very good announcer uh, so anyway, that 
Uh, did you ever hear that with your kids about just feeling comforted by his yeah, voice the while time. they went around track? Yeah. My my husband always referred to Roger as as your Sunday dinner. <laughs> he always referred to like blue bloods when they're all sitting at Sunday dinner and oh it's Roger gosh. at the head of the table. Oh, that's so um, but funny. It's it is funny, but yeah, I mean, you hear his voice and it's just such a I don't know, it just makes it makes everybody's day and his yeah. jokes and his uh, it's, it's just it was great. It's awesome. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about, or you want to? What would you like to do? Any last thoughts? Anything just, coming? Or, I know, and I know I, today is very hard, so I apologize that I'm grabbing you at such a difficult time. But if you've said what you want to say, that's all right. It's, you've said uh, some it's, good, it's, good it's stuff. hard. I, I'm, you know, I, I want, I'd love to see him get back here for for one more race. You know, and just mm-hmm. announce one more race for us. Right just to hear his voice in the tower one more time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I absolutely agree. And uh, maybe it'll happen. I'm hoping. <laughs> if not, then we have, we have a lot of memories. We have a lot of memories. We'll see th- where things go. Yeah, we'll see where things go. And we'll, uh, you know, never forgotten. I mean, he's, he's done amazing things. Yeah. In, in one, of the, one of the interviews today, uh, just him going to schools. Just, I don't mean to restart this whole thing we're talking about <laughs> that we were wrapping up, but it is. It was not easy to get into schools. It's harder now. Oh, it's, it's almost even impossible. harder now. Yeah. But he did. He made that effort made to get those flyers in the folders of the kids at school, yep. and it made a big difference from what I could tell. I was out at that time, from '98 or so, till 2000, say 14, 15. Yeah. So, and that was the time where I read the stats of. of this track having the highest rider average rider count in the entire country for not just one year it was like multiple years yeah and I, it was it was Roger we're, we're trying hard um, going into 2021 mm-hmm. um, to really pull in those new riders next year um, I really want to focus on the local youth of Torrington and the surrounding towns Winstead um, Bark Hampstead, Bristol, in mm-hmm. the in the area. I think this is for us, for my family. This is just an it's been an amazing outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my oldest son did not like most of the sports, and when we started this, he just fell in love. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of kids out there um, who are just like my son, who would take one rip around this track and they would be in love so yeah. next year my focus is definitely working on the local riders bringing in new riders um even if we have like um uh, uh, talk to usa bmx and start a racing league mm, um, to pull in the new riders but mm-hmm. that was i mean this year was our i mean that was our goal this year but unfortunately covid just mm. you couldn't right. even i mean the kids weren't even in school so it was so hard but just the advertising alone that we did was enough to bring in a lot of local new mm-hmm. riders. You, there's a lot of new faces this year. Right. Um, I mean, that's probably in part a lot of the sports were canceled. But right. I think if you would walk around anybody who started racing here this year and ask them if they're coming back next year, they're going to tell you absolutely. Mm. Um, they just fell in love with racing this year. So we're excited for what's coming in 2021 sure. and how we can how we can work on what Roger did mm-hmm. back in the day and what we can bring to the table today to really pull in right. the riders. Yeah, I, I'm sure you'll do well with it. There's no doubt you will. 
having a day like this with 51 <laughs> motos. It was and, crazy. <laughs> I mean, plus the, plus the money open. Money open. I mean, it really was a good time. Oh, and then the family race. The family I mean, race. Today was packed. And I right. think, I think you're now doing the trunk retreat. Yeah, I mean, you guys jammed in a lot today. It was, it was just a really good time. Yep. So congratulations Thank on just, you. you know, keeping moving forward through tough times like Set. this. And this is what he would want. Absolutely. Right? He so. would be, I'm, I, I could have replayed a hundred times in my head today, mm-hmm. certain races that I could just hear him saying something. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> that, um, would make us all go, what did he just yeah, say? Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could, he would have had a, he would a, have had a field day with the, the, pro, the open money. Yeah, oh the money gosh. open. He, you would have. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, money open. Yeah, he would have absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Well, you know what? I think that's a, a good place to, uh, to end it if you're good. Yeah. Uh, but thank you very much. Thank you. And you have a wonderful daughter, by the way. Thanks. You spoke well, and it was really, really super nice. She dedicated that Gold Cup win she did. to Roger. That was that so. was super. It was amazing of yeah. her. You know, she went into the Gold Cup that Sunday morning, and mm-hmm. before we had even gotten to the track, she said, you know, if I win this, Mom, that's yeah. going to be a win for Roger. So, yeah. she's a good kid. <laughs> she is a very good kid. Very good kid. Had a nice time talking with her. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Hey, Roger. Ben Atchison here. Hoping you're able to listen to this podcast. Joe. Thanks for uh, giving everybody an outlet on the BMX in our blood to share our uh, feelings and um, express how much I think uh, anybody who's ever has uh, known Roger um, just express their gratitude for him. He uh, just made it beat the dude was is awesome on the mic he just could take any race and just spice it up and could turn everybody's head towards the track i don't care if it was an 18 and over expert main event or uh five and under rookie he knew how to spice it up and you know, not only was he uh, the voice um, at the races, you could hear for for days after a race, just uh, the excitement, but um, also went out, put the suit and tie on, went to all the town meetings needed to promote BMX and um, get sponsors for the tracks, for different races, for events, for anything uh, involved in BMX, you know. This dude had BMX in his blood for sure, even if he um, may have only rode a BMX bike a few times. The passion was unreal. Um, yeah, he always had the, the best music playing, the best edgy comments, uh while announcing every every kid had a nickname uh, i can't remember if i ever had one um probably nothing he could say over the mic but you know that's i'm used to that um started one of the 
one of the most fun money open series. Um, everybody always loved to watch those. Uh, I think I even won one back in, I don't even know, 2001 maybe. I might have won it. Got lucky beating Nick St. Lawrence. Um, his rider of the week, still still running strong today. That's uh, just always fun, get the kids excited. I always loved that. There's probably a lot more I could say if I wasn't under pressure being recorded. But um, just want to just wanna thank you, Roger, for, for everything you've done for, for me, my family, and just BMX as a whole, BMX family. Um, it certainly would not be where it is without you. That's 100% fact. So um, I know you're going through probably the toughest time right now and just want you to know that uh, everybody's here rooting for you, man. So um, that's it. Hope to see you soon. I'm here with Jason Lyman, right? Yes. Jason, you are the track director? I am. So I'll finish that little bit of the story I was telling you, and we can take off with whatever you'd like to talk about. But uh, I probably came up, and I think it it was covered. But basically, he was great as a leader of a bunch of mid twenty guys that were probably at the peak of their riding. I hate calling them careers because they're not careers. <laughs> you know what a career is, yeah. and it's not this. This is fun stuff. Right. So. Uh, but he was able to look at it from the outside and say, hey, as, as fun as this is with your crazy jumps, it's not serving the, the entire, I called it with your wife, I called it the uh, the customer base. Right. You know. Correct. For lack of better words. Yep. So he was really good about that. So anyway, so maybe we could talk about that. You've been the track director. This was your first year? Second year. Second. Yep. Um, has he taught you a thing or two? Roger, yeah, absolutely. He's, um, you know, he his first thing was all about the riders. He, how to make it so that everybody would have a good time and a good place to come and, and have fun with it. Can learn from it. And then the kids that were experts could actually have fun with it so they could do their big jumps and stuff. Um, yeah. Roger's biggest thing was trying to make sure that the place was family-oriented and um, that the riders had a good time. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the track goes, he he pushed us in the right way when we needed, when we were off to the left a little bit. And, sure. You know, he kind of kept us in line, and he's he's been the glue that's held this place together for 26 years. Right. You right. know, um, the biggest thing with Roger is that he was an icon in my eyes. I started coming here, I don't know, 11 years ago, I guess, mm-hmm. with my kids. Yeah. Um, when the NBL just, it was the last year of the NBL when we started coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, and just listening to Roger, he kind of became like a family heirloom type thing. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> and, you right. You know, his voice is announcing his, mm-hmm. I thought it was the coolest thing ever to see my kids written up in a race report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, um, and over the years, I've come to meet and know Roger. Right. And, all the stuff that he's told me of what he's done over his history. Yeah. 
um, for the NBL and then mm-hmm. now the USA BMX and yeah. you know it's just an amazing demographic of if you will of mm-hmm. what he has done for the sport all the way around absolutely um, and the guy lived and breathed and nonstop thought about right. BMX and right. it was the most amazing thing it's like having a historian living at your house well teaching you he from... happens to work for the Harlington <laughs> Historical Society right. too so as a I, volunteer I'm sure he is uh He's the most amazing person when it came mm-hmm. down to history and facts and, you know, keeping track of everything and every single kid that ever crossed the start line or ever went through from the start line and crossed the finish line at this track. He knew their stats, yeah. their bikes, their, yeah. you know, their, their uniform colors, and it was mm-hmm. the most amazing thing I ever saw is that somebody could be that dedicated yeah. to something, you know? Yeah. And it, uh, that really took me hard in the heart you know yeah. it really grabbed me and it's like man there is still people out there like that yeah. you know yeah. and um the one thing he's like i said he's always been the glue that i've ever seen around here yeah. right and he made me love the sport in a totally different way you know he made me realize that the tracks weren't about money and in you know mm-hmm. the politics and it was more about the riders and and how to make them happy not sure. worry about what all the guff that was going on behind the scenes. Sure, absolutely. Um, Roger was such a such a person. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd back you up on anything. It didn't matter if you're right or wrong. He'd tell you if you're right or wrong. Right. But he would help you to get to where he figured was right. Sure. You know. Right. So I mean, he was such a support, and there he is still of as of yeah. right now still a yeah, lot of yeah, support. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're talking and, as though he's 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 with us. Yeah. He wasn't able to come today and um he's got a he's got a fight ahead of him but we're yeah. we're all we're all crossing our fingers. The biggest thing with Roger that I learned is that no rider should ever feel like they're the last one on the track, you know. Yeah. And that everybody should support what yeah what's out there. Whether it's mm-hmm. good, bad or indifferent, you should always support your kids and yeah you know. yeah absolutely um, he's taught me that if anything and it doesn't matter if it's your kid or somebody else's kid yeah you know if a kid's having a hard time with stuff you know you walk up to the kid and talk to him i in, you know i hadn't asked anyone this in this so i may be i may be a little bit off but um seeing that he promoted bmx while he was allowed to through mm-hmm. the schools uh i want to say that he or someone in the organization had contact with Connecticut Junior Republic because I've seen kids over the years back then and now I'm almost I'm sure that there were kids that back in the 90s that came from CJR mm-hmm. and then there's a kid when I come I was coming on Tuesday nights pretty steady for a while and I was running into the kid I forget uh Tim and you guys got him a bike yes yep really uh, nice kid Danielle Jolliker was one the very one of the very last ones I think Roger recruited from there up until this year uh-huh. when we got um, why am I going to forget this kid's name to, for for which job for CJR oh okay so CJR is I'm not off on that one no, I, that no Roger was yep. into that okay he was that was, he was dedicated to that. Yeah. He he was upset because he hadn't been able to do so much with it over the last sure. four years. Um, yeah. And I uh, and I can't. Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He. Um, I, I have it somewhere in my. He phone. popped in. Yeah. 
and Roger told me about him, and he's yeah. like, let's do this. Yeah. He said, this is the first kid we've gotten our hands yeah. on in a long time. Right. Let's do this. And I'm like, I'm all game because mm-hmm. I know how much how important it was to Roger way back then that he would be able to help yeah. these kids out because they're down on their luck. They don't mm-hmm. have anything to go home to. No, no. And it gave them a place to, you know, get rid of their energy and try yeah. to pull their lives together. And, and the, it seems to work. Oh, man, that kid would put hours in. Oh. Every time I came here, he's yeah. like, He's like, oh, I got here at two. And then he's like, do you want to race? I'm like, what? It's five. You've been yeah. here since two and you want to race? Yeah, I remember all summer yeah. we were working here through the COVID stuff. And yeah, yeah. He was here every day. Yeah. He'd come here, he'd get here at eight o'clock in the morning, go home at dark. Yeah. And we would work, you know, and he'd right. come and watch and learn and help. And, and that would have never happened nope. if Roger didn't open those no. doors. No, not at all. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's. Rogers helped so many kids, if it's nothing but just be the, the mm-hmm. solid foundation yeah. of foils. Right. You know? Yeah. And I believe I believe it just as much as he does that a solid foundation builds something. It's right on the yeah. wall, right? Yep. It's right on the retaining it wall. It doesn't matter it's... how big of a piece or how small of a piece. As long as the foundation's solid, it's going to... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I tell you what, I've, I've thought about walking away from this a couple times mm-hmm. and Roger's like you gotta stop thinking about you mm-hmm. and start thinking about the yeah. kids start thinking about the big picture of what you're doing here and that's pulled me back down to the ground and it's like oh yeah you know what <laughs> you yeah. got me yeah no, so it, yeah he did get you <laughs> yeah and it, it's, it's the truth though it is it it's absolutely the absolute is. truth you know life is so hectic nowadays you stop you don't think about the big picture you think mm-hmm. about what's in front of you the flash yeah. reaction and, yeah. you know and you lose the importance of what this is all about sure you know people get mad and everything else because of the flash reaction but they don't mm-hmm. stop and think of what the kids are seeing and what yeah. the kids are learning and yeah and that's why we pour so much into this place because mm-hmm. we just we 100 percent believe in roger's theory that mm-hmm. if you give it to the kids the kids will grow from yeah. it you know yeah and i believe 100 percent that that's you know what we're gonna work on that you know, uh, having him not be here today was an absolute. Uh, you know, it's a, it was a bummer. Yep. Um, it uh, because I did want to record him. Yep. We've got other. Tim's gonna help me come up with some other ways to to accomplish that. But uh, I'll turn. I'll, let's let's just say we'll turn a, a negative into a positive and say that uh, I got to talk to a lot of kids that, from their perspective, I, I couldn't believe it. These kids were not that old. Well, like your daughter. Your daughter is a perfect example. And they all had memories. And, and I just mentioned it to your wife, but hearing, hearing the ones talk about how when he was announcing and they were, they were up, mm-hmm. hearing his voice calmed them so much. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that enough. I mean, after I heard it the first time, I just kept talking <laughs> about that because it's, uh, I never thought about it like that. But when I was in Ohio or wherever we were, yeah. he'd... He'd, he'd end up uh, he'd end up announcing our motto and, mm-hmm. and uh, his son and I raced together a lot too yep um, but it, I never thought about it like that well I've always you thought know. about it that way um, I've said it to Jen a thousand times that yeah. you come here on Sunday it's like going home to a Sunday you know family sit down to dinner yeah yeah, yeah. and she says he's at the head of the table yep <laughs> and it does yeah. it, it's, it's weird because it kind of makes you feel whole yeah. you know and it, He's an icon. I've lived yeah. with a. I've lived through a couple icons. I had a friend back home. He was a World War II vet. Oh yeah. And 
he had the same effect as Roger does on me, yeah, you know, and right. he just passed. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's hard to lose these icons, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's I, I don't know. Roger is just one of those people that you never meet, mm -hmm. and if you're lucky enough to meet him, yeah, you've got the world by right. the butt, you know. Right. Well, the the point of doing this today was to like I said turn the negative into a positive mm -hmm. and and uh and do my very very small part because I'm sure we'll all do a lot of things over the over the next few years yeah well forever really acknowledging him but um just to I mean this this is historical if you want to look at it that way right now I mean this yeah. is this is today in 2020 and we're we're talking about him and all the great things he's done. So, yeah. fortunately, we're doing a little documentation. Uh, we're documenting some uh, some history about him now. Yeah. Doing this, and uh, and I hope there's much more. I'm sure people are going to write, you know, and maybe spread some pictures around of him doing his thing. That'd be cool. He's a pretty amazing guy. When you he sit is. back and think and kind of look at his resume, if you will, I mean, it's yeah. It's amazing. There's few legends left, and he's one of them. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. yeah. The world doesn't make legends anymore like they used to, so just no. to be able to be part of somebody's life that was one of those, it's it's awesome. Sure. It's amazing. Yeah. It's hard well, to deal with, but it's amazing. Yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially when it comes to the end of the chapter. But. I don't think anything you get that's good comes easy. No, no. And it, you know? it definitely wind up, it hurts when it ends, you know? Mm, yeah. But. Well... Thankfully, talking to Jen about this, she's got you know the spreadsheet access and all and all. The rest of it's on the website anyway, so yeah. we're good there. But uh, but yeah, there's a there's a lot. He documented very very well. Mm. So uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm hoping people that listen to this podcast when I release it go and look on Torrington on foothillsbmx.com and and really look into that. That sidebar that shows you, yeah. you know, and everything, everything, everything from that's happened award, since day one. <laughs> yeah, past track champions yeah. down yeah. to the building of this track and all this stuff. I mean, it's thank it's God he did that. Yeah, you know, it's totally amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the effort he's put yeah. into it, you know, yeah. and it's been his life mm -hmm. twenty six years. You know, it has. Yeah. Well, we can close it out on that. I appreciate it, and it was nice to chat with you, and thanks for doing it. No problem. And uh, I'll let you guys know when I'm done with it, and I post it. You can share it with uh, on the Foothills page. Well, I'm going to share it on a lot of pages. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was nice to talk to you, and, and just so much positivity I heard today and good stories. Just, yeah. It was a good day. Thank you so much for yeah. taking your time and doing this. Yeah. This is amazing. No problem. No problem. Thank you. All right, Jason, I'm going to wrap that one up then. Hey, you! Uh, you just beat out your wife in the amount of time that that, that you talked. Oh, Not, no. bad. Not bad. Not bad. No, there's nobody's gonna fill that man's shoes. No, no. It's no. It would take a lot of these oh, yeah. to do that. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. All right.